Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. A very good morning to you all. Recently I found myself asking the question, how is it possible that we are able to know who to trust? And a few things have brought this question to my mind. One of them, last week I was listening to an interview on an NPR, uh, listening to the radio, and it was with a librarian teacher who was talking about this problem and the problem of trying to teach kids how to sort out truth from fiction. How are we able to communicate that some things aren't trustworthy, some things are, some people aren't necessarily trustworthy, and some people are, and how to determine what the difference is. And the problem becomes so much more difficult if the person in authority, the one trying to teach this, is not themselves trusted. It's a vicious circle. If you don't trust the person telling you who to trust, how do you end up learning to trust? Where does that go? Now, when I was growing up, we always had the Encyclopedia Britannica. It was there on the shelf. If I wanted to know anything about anything, that was the trustworthy source. Now today, I know that the people who wrote that had their own points of view. And today, Wikipedia presents some similar issues. It tries to overcome them with the consensus of the majority determines the truth solution. And that's a pretty good model, but it's still not going to be perfect every time. How do we know who to trust? We make decisions to trust people all the time. It's something that we just do. And back in Advent, I spoke about the hope that comes from trusting trustworthy people to follow through on what they said they were going to do. We more or less trust people in positions of authority. These include doctors, teachers, parents, Father Dave, Father Hans, Deacon Brett, our Archbishop, other bishops, the Pope, the Church. And usually the extent to which the, we trust these people is directly related to how close our relationship is to them. But even with this, problems arise. We've all at least heard of, if not experienced firsthand, the importance of getting a second opinion for a medical procedure. You always you know, want an opinion from a different doctor, but what if your two doctors disagreed? Well, how do you know which one to go with? Who gets the final word? And here within the church, what if Father Dave and I disagree? Who gets the final word? What if bishops disagree? Who gets the final word? Let's take a look at our scriptures today and hopefully we'll find some answers. In that first reading today, the Israelites were dealing with the problem of what to do when Moses was gone. Moses was getting old. The people knew that Moses had a direct line to God and they felt close to him and so they trusted him, but they weren't sure about the next guy. Who was gonna come next and could he be trusted? And so God says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you and will put my words into his mouth. And God fulfills this promise um, to a certain extent with the various prophets throughout the Old Testament, but ultimately only with Jesus is there someone who is perfectly trustworthy with perfect authority 
and a perfect source of truth. In the gospel today, we in fact heard that the people were astonished that Jesus taught with authority. Now, if I were to stand up here and say, I have all the answers, I can show you exactly what to say or do in any situation, I have perfect authority, I would hope that you wouldn't believe me because that's not who I am and it's not what I do. Rather, I always, always try to point to an authority and a trust that's greater than my own, to Jesus. And I hope and I pray that your ability to trust me and what I say is based on how closely I can align myself to Jesus. But even with all of that, there's still a problem that comes up in trusting Jesus himself. And it's that same problem with trusting anyone. If you don't trust the person telling you who to trust, you end up in that circle again. And ultimately, it's Jesus himself who tells us to trust Jesus. And if we don't trust Jesus, well, then we won't trust Jesus. It seems kind of dumb to say it that way, but it's true. It's very true. How can we break out of that circle? How can we learn to trust and how can we choose to trust Jesus? Well, here's a simple example for you. I came to Holy Trinity about two and a half years ago. If you trust me more now than you did then, raise your hand. Yeah, exactly. We come to trust and we get out of that circle of knowing who to trust by building relationships over time. That's the process that makes it happen. And that's the regular course of any relationship. We don't immediately first trust. Rather, we take a chance. We take a chance on getting to know people to learn if we can trust. And we gradually, step by step, choose to trust them a little more and a little more. And it's a process which happens over time. And trusting Jesus comes about through the same process choosing to give him a chance, a little more and a little more, letting him prove himself trustworthy. Looking again at that gospel today, Jesus taught as one having authority, but that alone would not have made people trust him. Rather, their trust came from his love for them, and they took a chance on building that relationship. And not everyone did. A lot of people chose to reject Jesus and to not trust even a little bit. But those who chose to trust him a little bit were rewarded with that relationship with the one person who is perfectly worthy of our trust. This process works the same way with trusting any authority, but I especially bring to your minds trusting church authority. Choosing to trust a little learning to see those connections between what Jesus taught and what the church teaches, and hopefully learning to discern who's right even when church leaders disagree. And ultimately that goes back to trusting Jesus and knowing what Jesus taught. And so for homework this week, and we're going to have an opportunity to get to know Jesus better and learn a little bit more about what he taught. For one of my classes in seminary, one week our assignment was to read the entire Gospel of Mark in one sitting, and it took about an hour. 
So you don't have to do it in one sitting, but over the course of the week, try to read the entire Gospel of Mark. And if you go two chapters a day, it'll take you about 10 minutes a day. It's not that much. Get to know Jesus better by reading his story and learn from him that he is worthy of your trust. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.